Welcome back to What A Hit Son. Today we're here for the finale of season two. Yes, <laughs> we have to end season two, obviously. Um, uh, today uh, with this episode. Now, don't worry, we will be back for more episodes. It's just I have to take some time away just to to get myself together and get ready for season three. Obviously, for when we'll be rocking and hoping to get episodes weekly to you. Um, obviously, the last episode I kind of covered the Premier League transfer window, so. In today's episode, I'm on my own, so um, I'm going to just kind of talk through some of the other transfer business across Europe and kind of globally, kind of maybe players moving to the MLS and stuff like that as well. And then I'll briefly touch on some of the Premier League business that has happened since the last episode as well. Um, Obviously, there's uh, been a lot of rumors as well so i'm going to cover one or two rumors or one or two things that the likes of fabrizio romano david ornstein have kind of spoken about as well kind of potential things that could happen um in the meantime um but uh yeah so today i suppose we'll we'll cover quite a bit um i don't know if it'll be as long an episode but we'll try get as much put in uh, as possible obviously to to start off obviously I will briefly talk about the Premier League. So kind of some of the deals that have happened, obviously, since the last episode was obviously um, uh, Richarlison um, has signed for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, That's been completed now. Um, It was looking like it was going to be done. That has gone through. Um, Manchester United have signed a defender in Tyrell Malasia, who's a left back. so he was kind of uh, one of the stand-up performers la- last year yeah, for Feyenoord in, in the, the Eredivisie. Um, so um, Man United were able to agree a deal of f- £15 million for him. Obviously, the Richarlison deal was in, c- close to £69 million for for him to sign for uh, Spurs. Um, obviously, Gabriel Jesus, finally the deal was looking like it was just dragging and dragging and dragging and eventually it was announced um, and he's already played his first preseason game and scored two goals uh, in his first game, which is an Arsenal fan. Very happy to see him already getting on the, the score sheet. Let's hope it's a start of uh, many good things coming out of it. Um, then kind of looking kind of across the other teams, there hasn't been too much. Uh, Man City obviously completed the deal for Calvin Phillips, um, finally got it over the line. Uh, with all the paperwork's done um and uh today as we speak uh, man city are actually show um unveiling their squads um calvin phillips isn't there at the moment because he's uh he's out ill um not sure if it's um covid or that but that's why he wasn't presented today but i saw alvarez um holland and ortega the goalkeeper they signed uh were all unveiled in front of the the fans um Newcastle sign have signed Sven Botman for thirty seven million, um, which is a good defence to sign young young um, uh, Dutch uh, defender um, might help solidify their defence. Um, it would be interesting to see who the the defensive pairing is uh, for for the new season, um, and then. Uh, Southampton have signed a couple of players, um, two goalkeepers in uh, Gavin Bazunu uh, uh, from Man City, uh, Irish international goalkeeper, and Matthias Liss uh, from Altai SK. Um, they've also signed from uh, Man City, uh, Romeo La- Lavia, um, 
not familiar with him. Obviously, watching Man City this season, I think he was on loan quite regularly for them. Um, and then, other than that, nothing too major signings um, wise in the teams. Mainly, much uh, actually Leeds, I suppose Leeds needs to be the other one. Um, Leeds now seem to have really, obviously, the whole Rafinha fiasco is still ongoing. We don't know where he's going. He could be going to Chelsea, could be going to Arsenal, could be going to Barcelona. That the story seems to change every week. But uh, th- this week they've signed uh, Sinistera uh, or Sinestria, um, how people pronounce it, from Feyenoord, who potentially is uh, his replacement. They've signed Tyler Adams from RB Leipzig. They've signed. Daco Giabi from Manchester City, and then from uh, Red Bull Salzburg, they've signed Brendan Aronson and Rasmus uh, Christensen, um, as well as Mark Ro- Roca uh, from Bayern Munich. So Leeds seem to be no; they need to do the business for next season. Obviously, um, I think midfield was a thing they needed to improve, as well as uh, maybe bringing another striker. But uh, they're obviously trying to get their business done early, ready for uh, the new season, because uh, not to suffer second season syndrome. Um, then, kind of looking across the the. the the other leagues now kind of will uh, kind of go will go into to those more. I suppose the biggest story of the summer was the whole uh, Kylian Mbappe um, story. Um, throughout the season, everyone was like, "Oh, what's going to happen here? Is Mbappe going to sign a new deal? Is Mbappe going to leave PSG? Is Mbappe going to um, sign for Real Madrid? Sign a pre-contract agreement?" It was looking at that. And then all of a sudden, kind of start of June, it, the news broke. Mbappe was going to sign a new deal. Um, and he's pretty much the highest paid player um, in PSG's team. Um, obviously, there's a lot of rumors going around that pretty much he's got like a sports directing role in that squad. So he's even has more authority than the manager that they have. Um, and obviously some dealings under the table were made to try and keep him there. So apparently now I'm not saying this is hundred percent accurate, but apparently with Mbappe, the, the rumors were he gets a say in signings um, or that first choice. They have to go to him and make sure he's okay with it. If, if they are, then they'll bring them in. They also speak to him about players that he wants to come to the the, the side. Um, then that he's got first choice of the manager that he wants. Obviously, we've seen kind of the fallout of what's happened since the sign out. Obviously, um, uh, Mauricio Pochettino is now gone from um, the team, and now it's um, uh, Gartier uh, who's coming in from Nice. Uh, not sure if it's one hundred percent completed. I think they're still trying to get the last bits done in that deal because they have to pay Nice uh, a fee for um, getting him. Then, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a stupid thing, you know. I don't know whether it's money mad and is coming out and saying that no, he wanted to stay in Paris. He loves his own country and wanted to stay. I don't know how much of that is true. Then, obviously, because of that, you've had the the whole thing with 
Real Madrid got approaching UEFA saying this isn't feasible or legal, that there's a lot of that, how they're able to afford his wages and stuff like that. But do remember, this is a PSG side who have paid $222 million for Neymar. They've spent $135 million on Kylian Mbappe. They... They're, they're they're getting the money somehow. They're they're obviously funding and obviously they're owned by very rich owners. Um, probably one of the richest in in the world. Obviously, apart from the Newcastle, which pretty much now apparently Newcastle's the richest club. Um, it's the same type of group that owns obviously Manchester City. They're based obviously in um UAE, um, where there's loads of money. And with a lot of these clubs, they're able to find ways to get money in the door to fall into financial play or basically hand money under the table to avoid any um, issues, which is wrong in sport because I don't like this. I, as we, I've said, we've said in many episodes with, with many kind of guests we've had on, this needs to be financially regulated, all these transfers and that the, the way some of the foot fo- money now that clubs are paying for players are is disgraceful like this summer alone is the most expensive summer i've seen in regards to people on one-year contracts like most clubs now are looking for at least 40 to 50 million for players that are in the last year of their contract just because of the how crazy now the inflation prices on players is um like obviously Arsenal paid uh forty five million for Gabriel Jesus. It's like mad, like and then you look at some other teams like then you've got the other side of it, then Yuri Tielemans, Leicester only looking for twenty five million, which I'm not sure un- don't understand why a bid hasn't been made for him. Um and Obviously, then you look at the other side, like Bayern Munich as well. They're looking for fifty million for um, Robert Lewandowski, obviously from from Barcelona, who obviously are struggling. And this is this is something we're we're going to notice with Barcelona. That I don't know how how they're still going as a club. You know, they're they're in really bad situation. Um, and with 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 a lot of with a lot of this kind of this transfer stuff like and with this money kind of situation especially spain 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 seems to be crazy in regards to their rules of obviously registering players and stuff like that like um real real, real madrid obviously can't bring in any more they were linked with a few south american players but they can't bring any more because they've hit their quota because in the the Spanish league, you've only got, I think it's three players maximum outside of Europe are allowed in your squad because they're trying to discourage teams from signing um, foreign um, talent outside of Europe. They're trying to promote European talent. Um, and Barcelona, I, I, I really don't know what the situation with them is. Like, I'd love to get someone on who's who's very familiar with their financials or that, just to, to, to kind of see what the situation is. Obviously, I, I'm reading stories. Barcelona are selling rights to their, their TV rights, 10% of their TV rights already, uh, to try and get some funds in, obviously. Um, 
They're trying to get Rafinha's deal over the line. They're trying to get uh, Usman Dembele's deal over the line um, just to, to renew, obviously, his deal. Like At the moment, um, Barcelona signings, they've signed Frank Kessie and Andreas Christensen, obviously, both on free deals uh, from AC Milan and Chelsea. They're obviously, uh, I was reading today, um, that Usman Dembele is close to agreeing a new two-year deal. I, I'd love to know if he's on going to be on a very small wage and then getting paid over a, pe- a longer period of time, um, like they've been doing with many players who've signed new deals. Um, obviously, the whole Rafinha thing and Lewandowski, two players they are really keen on getting. Um, it's very hard for them to raise funds at the moment, which is why they're doing a lot of selling they've they've sold the rights to their stadium to to spotify so spotify now can name their stadium spotify are a sponsor for them it's just brought in money for them as i said they they sold rights to their um their tv licensing so people can um, play their matches and stuff like that um it's really if if you're a barcelona fan the first thing i would say is brace yourselves because it won't be long before something comes out of this um because financially they're they're losing billions of of money i think it was someone who was saying they were a billion in debt um i don't know how a club can sustain with that money uh for people who don't aren't aware barcelona a lot of their club is fan owned so the fans invest in the in the stadium they don't usually take outside sponsorship but it's mainly fans to pump the money into the thing into the club um, so it's a bit different from from say the likes of your Arsenal's, your PSG's, your Man City's, where money's coming in from like an owner. Um, it's the fans that own Barcelona, which is why you'll you're now seeing a lot of them them sell, selling rights to TVs and that just to get funding in because they're not getting enough funding in at the moment. Um, th- thus why they're linked with obviously selling um Frankie De Jong obviously to Manchester United, but obviously look. Laporta has come out and said that he doesn't want to sell De Jong and De Jong's a, a important player and De Jong himself has said he wants to stay at Barcelona so it's a it's it's a very interesting looking at at this from the outside and seeing like all these different things that are happening and then they don't want to sell play certain players and uh it's a bit crazy um Obviously, then looking at some of the other teams in in uh, Spain who aren't as busy. Obviously, Real Madrid, the other big name, they're, they're in a similar situation where they're, they're struggling for money. They've got players to sign new deals. Um, the only signings they've had this summer is obviously um, Aurelian uh, Tuchemeni, um from Monaco. Uh, very good signing, very young player. Looks very promising. Obviously, going to be probably the future with Camavinga in that kind of center mid um, and Valverde um, kind of for the trio. Um, obviously, another French international. It seems like they're they're starting to try and bring in the, the, the French national team nearly with players are signing. They've signed Camavinga, they signed uh, Ferland Mendy, they've signed um, uh, obviously the Benzema up front, then Tuchemeni, uh, it's it seems that there's a, a a route or pattern they're trying to go for. Uh, obviously, then the other defender that they the, the they signed a defender in uh, Antonio Rudiger, great defender, great signing for them. Um, I'm sure Chelsea are still gutted, obviously, not to have him 
um, and they are being linked with a, with a few other players, but um, nothing really happening with Madrid um, at the moment because of uh, finan- financial issues with themselves. Obviously, then they're, they're kind of big rivals, obviously, in their neighbours in Atletico Madrid. Um, only two signings for them as well, in Axel Witzel on a free transfer and Samuel Lino. Um, nothing much really coming out of Atletico at the moment. So I'm not sure if they're looking to obviously bring in more players or they're taking their time. Obviously, Witzel was brought in to replace Hector Herrera, who's now gone to um, Houston Dynamo in the MLS. Um, obviously, get going back obviously to stay close to home and get regular game time. Um, maybe try and make it for the the World Cup. Obviously, this year um, with Mexico, um, that was kind of probably the kind of behind why he went um there um other other than that in spain nothing nothing no real kind of standouts to me kind of looking at the other teams um kind of more kind of local kind of free 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 deals um mainly um saucy dad assigned a few attackers and braise mendez and muhammad ali cho um and Sergio Asensio from Villarreal has has left to go to Real uh, Valladolid, which is the w- club owned by uh, Brazilian Ronaldo R9. Um, he's obviously trying to bring in some 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 good talent, obviously to uh, help with them with survival next season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Then looking, obviously, kind of across Europe, then. I, th- I think the busiest club in all of Europe, including the UK and th- and the rest of Europe, obviously, has to be Borussia Dortmund. I have never seen a club sign so many players in the shortest space in about a month. So obviously Dortmund now have signed um, their most recent signing is Sebastian Haller. Great striker. Did not see that one coming, uh, so I was very surprised when I saw, obviously, Haller was going to them. Obviously, uh, $36 million, uh it was for, for him to go to them. Um, then you've got, they signed Marcel Lochta, goalkeeper from Hertha Berlin on a free. Nico Schlotterbach uh, from Freiburg for about $20 million. Um, Nicolas Sule, who Bayern Munich wanted to stay, he's gone to Dortmund on a free. Um, Sally Ozcan from uh, FC Clone has gone to Dortmund for five million. Alexander Mayer, um, not for, like, another goalkeeper, probably going to be in their youth uh, project. Um, has gone on a free. Then you got obviously uh, the bit one of the other big names that they've signed is uh, Karim Adeyemi, the young uh, forward German forward from RB Salzburg, uh, for about thirty million. Um, obviously another player probably going to follow in the Haaland pattern. He'll 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 go to Dortmund, establish himself in a career, and he'll probably go on to the likes of Bayern Munich or something. So obviously, something uh, Dortmund are famous for is either bringing in older players coming to the latter stages of their career, um, or like Nicolas Sule, or bringing in young players, um, kind of to get them started on their path. Obviously. Adi Amy's coming from the same team, obviously, Haaland went to uh, Dortmund from, so it will be interesting to see how much of a regular he is, because looking at Dortmund now, attacking-wise, they've a lot of talent. Um, Obviously, 
You've got Malin, uh, who's with them. You've got, obviously, Adiemi. You've got um, Hilaire. Like, they are not short. Obviously, Marco Royce as well. They're not short of good talent. So it will be interesting to see how how they set up, obviously, for the new season. They've signed a great defender in Sule, though. Um, and I think he will help kind of with some maybe defensive issues that they've had. Schlotterback as well, another good player who might help that, hopefully. I'd love to see them back challenging for the title, as in it goes to the last day of the season with, instead of this whole Bayern Munich winning with about four or five games to go type of thing, because it is a great league. and There's loads of goals always in it, but you want to see someone challenge Bayern Munich. Uh, it's like, the, obviously, the French League with PSG. You want to see someone challenging in that as well. Um, so it w- will be nice to see Dortmund back up to where they should be. Um, because they're a fantastic side. Obviously, looking obviously then at the the other big team, as I mentioned them uh, briefly with them winning regularly, is obviously um, Bayern Munich. So with Bayern Munich, um, the main kind of business they've done is they've brought in um, Maserai, um, the the right back from um, Ajax, as well as his teammate Ryan Gravenbach, um, which is normal for uh, Bayern Munich to kind of bring in a midfielder pretty much every season. They they have a, a new midfielder that they seem to bring in. Um, they just love bringing in midfielders. Um, obviously, then their biggest signing of the summer so far is obviously Mane from Liverpool for about thirty-two million, um, with add-ons obviously to come. With the whole Mane deal, obviously, I think everyone expected it. Um, Another another player, obviously, who's um, was in his final year of his contract, and Liverpool just chose to sell him um, because they knew he wasn't going to sign a new deal. Um, great move for Mane, I suppose. Um, obviously, wants another new challenge. Uh, obviously, winning the league and Champions League with Liverpool wants to to go somewhere else for a new challenge. Obviously, coming to the later stages of his career, kind of in the early thirties, um, wants to make one last big move before. Obviously, uh, he comes towards the stage where he needs to retire. Um, still a quality player. I think he'll s- settle in very well. Now, the only question I raise, obviously, with the Mane signing is this maybe the, uh, Munich's way of replacing Lewandowski because Mane can either play out on the wings, but at the moment they've got Nabry and Sané kind of playing out there wide as well as Coleman. Um, so is Mane going to be the new down-the-middle man? Or is he going to play out wide uh, and they maybe lose one or two players like uh, Nabry? Um, so it would be interesting to see what happens with the whole Lewandowski thing. Obviously, he's been linked with Barcelona. Barcelona can't afford him. Now, uh, today, he's been linked with Chelsea and PSG, um, who are both open to signing him. Obviously, PSG are being linked with pretty much everyone under the sun now under the new... New regime, obviously, the Mbappe is probably telling them six or seven different players he wants to play with, um, and the other the other rumor, obviously, for for a lot of teams is obviously Bayern Munich are even being linked with Cristiano Ronaldo, who we all know handed in, um, or let Manchester United know that he wants to leave, uh, and if a Super Bowl offer comes in, he wants to go. Obviously, he wants to play Champions League football. Could Ronaldo go to to Bayern Munich? Could he go to PSG? Could he go to Chelsea? There's another one that's that kind of really heavy links with. 
Um, apparently, the new owner, Todd Bowley, wants to sign Ronaldo. So it is going to be interesting to see what happens with this whole outside-the-box thing with, with certain players, obviously Lewandowski, Ronaldo. I think a lot of these players are going to be linked with several clubs throughout the rest of the summer, and I think it will go down towards late in the summer, kind of late August before something happens, if if they sign a new deal, if they go somewhere or if they're staying, kind of we'll know kind of more. Obviously, with Ronaldo, um, he's not going on the tour of Thailand um, with Manchester United. It was announced uh, there during the week. So it is going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks, if anything comes, uh, if a club comes in maybe for him. Um, we're not sure, but um, definitely one I'm going to keep an eye out on. Um, I'm hoping, obviously, United don't keep them. Um, because yeah, I hope I hope they suffer. <laughs> it's like uh, like like Spurs. I don't like United. I've never liked United. Um, so any any chance for them to suffer, I'll be happy. Um, but no, realistically, for Ronaldo, he. Uh, he doesn't want to be playing Europa League, and I totally understand that. He's come to the, the later stages of his career, 37 years of age. You don't want to be playing in the second-tier competition. You want to be playing at the top level when you've only got a few years left in you, um, banging goals in on, against big-name teams, you know? Um, so definitely keep an eye on on him. Obviously, then, uh, kind of other signings in um, the German League, mostly kind of club club to club local clubs kind of frankfurt have kind of been busy obviously with um signing players who were on loan at them last season obviously mario Goetze, um big name player obviously familiar with dortmund and um munich fans um he's gone to antrick frankfurt for four million from psv um they've signed jean peter hug uh, on a permanent deal from milan um and then a, a few kind of more attackers, Lucas Alario and uh Faride Aladou, um kind of signings. Obviously, John Joe Kenny as well has who left Everton has now gone to Hertha Berlin on a permanent deal. Um, who very he's played played obviously with Schalke in the um the Bundesliga there a few seasons ago. So obviously was eager to go back there. Um. Most of the signings, though, kind of you're noticing clubs that have been impacted in uh, with um, obviously COVID outbreaks and stuff like that over the last few seasons. Financials, there's a lot of kind of small deals, free transfers, loans, kind of going through kind of this season uh, and this summer, um, which you're seeing seeing a lot more of move movement wise. Um, looking at the other leagues, then you have Syria. Obviously, big big deals in the Syria. You've got Alessandro Florenzi assigned permanently for AC Milan, and you had uh, Divock Origi obviously signed on a free deal from uh, Liverpool. And um, kind of was the biggest kind of deals for AC Milan. Obviously, AC Milan are looking to replace Frank Kessie. Um, from uh, who's gone to Barcelona. Um, so obviously they're still in the market for one or two players. Um, not being linked with many players. Lucas Paqueta is kind of the biggest name, I think, that's been linked with them at the moment. 
I'm not sure if he's going to move this summer. Um, then obviously looking at uh, AC Milan's biggest rivals, Inter, who seem to have had one of the busiest um, summers of of the Italian teams. It's obviously Andre Onana, obviously who had the drugs ban because obviously he took his wife's medication, actually served a jail sentence as well uh, for it. So obviously Onana um, just signed for them on a free transfer. Romelu Lukaku has gone back on loan, which I'm sure Inter Milan fans are happy to see him return. Um, Looked like he did a great um, welcome back, obviously, as well, especially during his medical. See Henrik Mkhitaryan, um, Arsenal and United fans and Dortmund fans be familiar with him, obviously made the the shock move of going to Inter Milan from Roma, another player like, like Edin Dzeko last season. Seems to uh, they seem to be um, pulling from from other Italian teams uh, players. Even when Mkhitaryan Roma were trying to get a new deal sorted for him, um, then you had uh, uh, Inter obviously signed Correa per- on a permanent deal. He was on loan last season. They've signed him permanently, uh, and then as well as that, they've signed uh, Christian Aslani and um, Raúl Belanova. Um, both. Uh, one defender, one midfielder, uh, in for them. Um, so good few signings for for Inter Milan. Obviously, then looking at uh, some other teams in the Serie A, you've obviously Juventus would be the other big name. Obviously, that everyone would be familiar with. Um, the only kind of two signings that they're they're not fully complete yet is obviously Paul Pogba's undergoing his medicals and that at the moment signing his paperwork obviously for his free transfer from United and Angel Di Maria um he's close to completing his his deal as well with them I think it's a one or two year deal he's going to be signing Di Maria um and obviously he's it'll be a free transfer as well from uh, PSG um so Juventus. Like, like many teams, another team who are in financial issue, issues, obviously folk more focused the last few seasons on signing free transfers, and then all of a sudden, obviously last season, we won't go in too much into obviously being able to afford a, a, a certain striker who was linked with Arsenal. Um, but uh, you're starting to notice this pattern. Um, I think the one surprise um player that uh, I don't think has signed, who's who's still. A free transfer at the moment is um, Paolo Dybala. Uh, obviously, he was very close to signing for Inter Milan permanently. Um, there was talks that he was going to sign a three-year deal with them, but apparently talks have broken down now. So he's now been linked with Arsenal. He's been linked with Manchester United um, and a few other teams across Europe. So it will be interesting to see what happens with Dybala because, in my opinion, he's a fantastic player would take him at Arsenal I think he's very good um he can play kind of out wide kind of down the middle have a player but um obviously something in regards to wages probably was the reason uh Inter didn't go ahead or personal terms I'd say was the main reasons he didn't sign a deal with them now still could sign a deal with them after more discussions or that but right now very interesting to see what's going to happen with him um Then you're looking, obviously, kind of across Europe then, I suppose if you look at the French League, um, there's been a good bit of movement, uh, especially with 
Marseille. Marseille, another team. Um, they had players on loan last season. They were unable to sign players on permanent deals last season. Obviously, that with um past deals that they had done, they got banned. Now, obviously, their ban has been lifted now this season. So because of that, now they've signed Matteo Guendouzi from Arsenal on an million deal uh, permanently. They've signed Isaac Torre, who's a defender. Hopefully that'll keep them away from coming in for Saliba, and Saliba will sign a new deal for Arsenal. They've signed uh, Milik as well, the striker from Napoli, who was on loan last season. They've signed him permanently. Uh, Paul Lopez, who was on loan from Roma, has also signed permanently. And then... Uh, Chengiz uh, under as well who was on loan last last season has signed permanently so uh, Marseille obviously trying to be busy and, and get their recruitment done another team trying to get it done early trying to get ready for obviously Champions League football uh, returning for them um, and hoping to hopefully challenge PSG for the title then you're looking at Leon Leon um, another team who haven't really signed anyone uh, mo- payment wise and that obviously there was more play of their players being linked with moves out than there is players coming into them obviously uh, they've signed two former players um, have returned in quarantine uh, Taliso who signed on a free transfer from Bayern Munich and obviously Arsenal former Arsenal player Alexandra Lacazette has also uh, re-signed for them um, so very experienced players to play in the the Leon team and very familiar with the French league, so might help push them back into Champions League contention. Um, after them being away from Champions League football the last few seasons, they'll be they'll they'll be focused to try and get back in. Um, and if they can hold on to certain players like Paqueta, Husamawar, I do see them finishing higher up in the table. Um, because the experience really has helped them. Obviously, the the last few seasons. Um, with their the, the football, obviously then looking at the big team in in um the French league, obviously is PSG. PSG not too busy at the moment, but I think they're trying to sort the manager side. Once they get the manager in, then they can get the sign and sorted. Obviously, the main uh players they've brought in is obviously uh Vitinha uh from um. Porto and they've signed Nuno Mendes on a permanent deal from Sporting Lisbon. Obviously was on loan with them last season. Um, realistically, I do see them being busy. Obviously once uh, Gartier gets completed and all that, I think the main thing is they're trying to get it. Obviously they were linked with Mane, they're linked with Ronaldo, they're linked with Lewandowski. I do think they'll try and get some big name in, obviously, to, to help push them to that next level because the main focus on the owners is to get the Champions League trophy. Um, they don't care about the league as much. They don't care about the Cups, the, the, the French Cups or that. The main focus for them next season is Champions League. They need to win the Champions League. And that's probably on Mbappe's mind. Is like, I'll sign a new deal, but the first thing i want is champions league trophy in my hands uh, he's won the world cup he's won pretty much any other trophy it's just the champions league that's missing from his cabinet and obviously the ballon d'or but if he wins the champions league he could easily win a ballon d'or so it's going to be interesting to see if psg are busier kind of once obviously the manager and all that everything's sorted that side um 
do I see any outgoings kind of big names? Obviously, Kim Pembe, apparently. PSG are willing to sell him to obviously bring in one or two other kind of defenders. Am I surprised? No, he's been very poor for them, and they're probably looking to improve that defense because realistically, that's PSG's biggest flaw in their team is their defense. Um, they've got some great talent in defense, um, but certain players just don't perform to the standard they should be. Um, obviously, last season they were hit really badly, having Sergio Ramos, who's who's a good player, very good. He's obviously coming to the latter stage of his career. But he was out on the the injury beds most of the season. So I think they'll be focused to try and get him in for this season to see if he can make a difference, Um, as well as bringing in maybe some some new um, young talent. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if they signed someone from the the French League, from other teams. They were actually being linked with Saliba as well as um, Marseille. Um, But that interest seems to have cooled and they're focused on other targets. Um, from from other leagues, so looking at it, there's been a lot of business, but there's a lot more to come. I think there's a lot of rumors going out there. It's very hard to find when you're looking at all these rumors, especially when you look at certain people like Fabrizio Romano. Like one week he'll tell you that this person's close to signing for this club, and the next week then it's there's no more news on it. So. I think with a lot of these um, transfer news people, take everything with a pinch of salt until you get, obviously, the club announce it because it's nearly like uh, a lotto. Um, they get they say all these things. They might find out someone's talking to an agent, but until it actually happens and they're, they're holding the jersey, as Tommy and I said, until they hold the jersey, I will take everything with a pinch of salt. Because um, I'm seeing... Arsenal, like for example, Arsenal being linked with about five or six different players across Premier League. We've been linked with Yuri Thielman since January. Nothing's happened like that. I won't trust any links until Thielman's, if he signs for Arsenal, is holding a jersey. That's the only thing. It's the same with Gabriel Jesus. Um, I was kind of annoyed because it took so long just to announce a bloody player, just for them to do all this photography, get to do all these videos just to present a player, even though everyone knew he pretty much signed for about a week to, to a week and a half um but yeah definitely definitely keep an eye out um on the transfer window there i do see some big deals coming later in the the transfer window obviously after players obviously get back into their preseason shape it's usually kind of end july kind of start of august when kind of the big kind of transfers happen or stuff like that because teams are able to see just from the start of their preseason what's been missing from their team um which i don't like i'd rather get it done early so you you know kind of get what you have done so it, it is it is one of those things um looking obviously outside of europe then some of the transfers that have happened obviously douglas costa player uh, people will be familiar with at Bayern Munich and PSG. Um, he's signed for LA Galaxy in the MLS. Um, Gareth Bale and Gior- Giorgino uh, Kilini uh, <laughs> um, have signed for LAFC in, in Los Angeles. Obviously, LA Galaxy's biggest rivals who are currently top of the, the American League. Um, 
Lorenzo Insigne, obviously, who had left Napoli, um, has signed for Toronto FC. And then Cuco Hernandez, a player Arsenal fans will be familiar with, who scored the overhead kick against Arsenal for Watford. He's actually signed for Columbus Crew, which I was I was actually surprised. I thought he'd go to the Premier League or go to Europe somewhere. So to see him go to the MLS is, is a bit of a surprise move, um, obviously, for um, many people to see, especially how young he is. Um, but obviously, got a, a good offer out there. Um, really, there's nothing really else, obviously, to talk Um about as much so i will probably finish up shortly um with the podcast um obviously um i suppose uh, players i want to see move obviously on the move i'd love to see Lewandowski move somewhere um away from Bayern munich maybe get a, a new challenge he's obviously annoyed obviously playing there but it's uh, he probably is sick of just winning league titles every season he wants to go uh in to some other league and where he he has more of a challenge now. Obviously, apparently he's open to moving to Chelsea. Chelsea are looking for obviously a new player after um they'll be close to signing obviously Raheem Sterling permanently. Um, a deal's been agreed. He's undergoing his medical currently in in London. Um, to to complete the deal. Um, but rumors are Chelsea are looking for a striker, so they've been linked with Ronaldo. They've been linked with Lewandowski. I do think they will sign a big player because. They need a striker. They need goals. And this is one of the reasons why they've signed Sterling, even though Sterling can't at times can miss has to miss kick to score. Um Do I see any other players? I'd love to see Yuri Thielmans obviously come to Arsenal. There's a few players I'd love to see come to Arsenal, but I think realistically looking at Arsenal, I think Arsenal need a centre back a left footed centre back, a left back, and a centre mid minimum kind of is what's needed for the rest of the team if they get a right wing that's great if they don't that's fine um i think the main focus i think as an arsenal fan and i'm sure tommy would agree with me is we need a center back a left back and a um center center mid um once those are done we should be fine um Looking at some other clubs, Liverpool, I don't think they'll be as busy. Manchester United, I do think they'll be busy. Obviously, there's rumours Ericsson could be close to signing a deal for them. Very good at that. I, I wish he would stay at, at Brentford um, just because he, they were the club that gave him a lifeline kind of when it looked like he wasn't going to sign for anyone. So it'd be nice to fairy tale for him to stay there, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um then looking at um, some other teams, Manchester City, I do think they'll sign at least two or three more players, especially with other players going out. They'll want to replace certain players. Um, Chelsea will be busy, uh, definitely. Spurs, maybe another two players, I think, realistically, another centre-back maybe um, to come into them. I think attacking-wise, they don't need any more. Centre-mid, maybe. Uh, I think defense is what they'll be focused on. Obviously, signing. Obviously, Longley has uh, another player who signed for them on loan, uh, and it looks like Tang- Tang- Tanganga is going out on loan uh, somewhere. It looks like, or it could be a permanent deal. Um, they're trying to to get get him out. Um, then in in Europe, looking at some of the teams, obviously Juventus. I do think once they sign the two players in Di Maria and. Pogba, I think they might finish there. Might sign maybe another one or two, but I think they've they've signed two players that they need 
Di Maria to replace obviously Dybala and uh, Pogba then to go straight into centre mid and replace the likes of Aaron Ramsey who looks like he's he's out the door. Um, Barcelona definitely keep an eye on them till the final day of the transfer window. I do think they'll find some sort of way to get players over the line. The Rafinha thing is is going to be an interesting one, which I think is going to be playing for a while in, in this month at least. Um, obviously, whether he goes to Chelsea, whether he goes to um, Barcelona, uh, is your guess is as good as mine. Um, I think Arsenal are out, out of the picture now. I think Edu and that are probably sick and tired of things because they can see it's just dragging on between two teams. Uh, and I do think he'll just probably pull the plug on that and just forget about it. Um, Real Madrid, I don't see them being as busy as much. Maybe another signing uh, in there, but I think they've got two signings that they they needed. Obviously, reigning champions they don't of the Champions League. I don't think they need that. They want to change that much. They're retained pretty much all the players um for for next season and then just added two players so i think they're pretty much done atletico madrid definitely will be a few signings in there um obviously they've got a great signing in axel witzel very experienced player um definitely definitely will be a few more deals in there i think for them um then looking at other teams i don't really see any other clubs really being as busy i think a lot of clubs have been hampered by the whole financial side. Obviously, the Premier League is more busier than a lot of the, more than the European leagues, and that's because I think the financial side for the Premier League, the, the how much money is brought in or comes into the Premier League, helps a lot of these clubs. While while as you look at some of the other things like the Spanish league, the, the Italian league, the French league. It, there's not that much money, which is why you're seeing club, big big clubs like Real Madrid and Barcelona um, struggling for funds because and why they're selling their TV rights because they're having these issues that, yes, the Spanish League might be on like your Premier Sports or it might be on La Liga TV or something, but there's not as many fans globally that watches a lot of these teams more than the, the Premier League teams because the Premier League team the Premier League is the most famous league, I think, globally. Um, and I don't think that'll ever change, um, which is why a lot of these teams, even teams coming up from the Championship, they get such big investment from TV rights, from uh, Sky Sports and stuff like that. Money comes into them because they're going to be on like TV and that. Um and then obviously that you've got the likes of CBS or NBC um, in the US who bring in money as well um, outside um, for help show matches on TV. Um, so I do see obviously the Premier League being obviously busier busier than most other leagues. Obviously um, with transfers, um, definitely keep an eye on. But I suppose guys, um, I know this is a bit probably a frustrating episode to. Um, listen to because there isn't too much to talk about um, which is why it's probably a shorter episode Um, this is why I'm kind of finishing with this episode I think there's not too much to discuss obviously there there have been transfers around Europe but I think I wanted to talk briefly about transfers maybe 
talk through some of the stuff to do just in case there are people out there who might not be paying attention to other leagues because they're mainly watch the Premier League or that so just kind of keep fans up to date with some of the dealings that have happened maybe some things that potentially are happening kind of just to talk about it um but I'd like to take this opportunity though guys to um since day one um this podcast has been a hobby for me um I've really enjoyed kind of doing it um I'm not looking to kind of become famous or anything off it it's literally something I like to talk about I like to talk sport with people I like to talk football um football is is like my life I love it I I want to be back playing it um I'm not currently playing it but I want to be back playing it because I've I've always enjoyed football it's something that my family love as well we sit down and watch it um I've loads of friends who I talk with uh I've coached coached this as well in in across in America um, I'm sure there's people listening to this or, or families listening to this who I've stayed with um, and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast to all the people out there who's listened to this no matter where you are in the world I really appreciate you listening Um it's it's nice to see that people are listening to the podcast because I just want to have a platform maybe to give my voice not to do anything just to just to talk about it and I enjoy talking about it Um. But um, obviously, this will be the end of season two. But I hope to get obviously season three up and running just before, just as the the new season starts. Obviously, for the Premier League, kind of time it, kind of well. Now, I could be a week or two after it starts because I know I'm away the first weekend. Um, so uh, hopefully the weekend after that, I, I will kind of have episodes or that in August going up. Um, hopefully weekly. Um, and we will have obviously the regulars and Ryan. Rory and Tom, uh, Tommy all coming onto um, the podcast. Um, hoping to get some new faces. I've been speaking to one or two people. Uh, hoping to get them on as well. Um, so hopefully some new faces for season three as well. Um, but thank you again so much for your support. If you're listening to this now, you haven't touched base and would like to get involved, please don't hesitate to hit me up. You can message on Instagram at what a hit son um podcast on on Instagram or at at little Martin as my Instagram name just to touch base with me. Just let me know that you want to talk um football, whether it's uh Premier League, uh European leagues champions league whatever you'd like to touch i'd love to touch base also any female um football fans out there i'd love to get some female uh, fans involved kind of for future episodes i'd love to cover kind of the women's super league as well as the internationals so any females listening to this podcast if you'd love to get involved um please um message me i'd, I'd love to get um some female voices on and um, get it from the female side because I know there's plenty of women out there who watch football and love football and I do love watching the um the women's super league and obviously currently I'm watching the the women's uh euros as well which I'm enjoying so far so any any females that would love to get involved please don't hesitate to let me know um uh until then um thank you so much for your time uh this I've been Kian Samiamar and this has been What a Hitson.